0: to put them in front has he drawn it in too much Manny Ford has slotted it over
1: Hello and welcome along to the Life Changing Moments podcast series on the 42. I'm Fintan O'Toole and we're chatting today with our latest guest in the series, Wexford football great Matty Ford. Now we've teamed up with UPMC, the official healthcare partner of the GPA and GAA to produce this Life Changing Moments podcast series. With over forty hospitals, seven hundred doctors, and ninety thousand employees globally, UPMC is providing life-changing medicine to communities across Ireland. To find out more, go to www.upmc.ie. So, as I mentioned, Matty Ford is with us, a player who began his Wexford senior football journey back in nineteen ninety nine and then finished up in twenty eleven. In between, he became one of the most recognizable names in Wexford football, part of a team that contested a league final, Leinster final, and an All Ireland semi final, and became his county's first. and and only today at All-Star in 2004. Matty, welcome along and thanks for joining us.
0: Hi, Fintan, how are you?
1: Matty, you had a good few years in the Wexford Senior Colours, but what have you gone for as the game or moment that had the biggest impact in shaping your career?
0: Probably a couple I could have picked out. Probably maybe playing the first one was as important as any of them. But um, I went for a championship match again off in Wexford Park in 2004. Um. We were beaten in the Leinster semi-final and we were back home and I'd say it's probably the biggest Wexford it 's definitely the biggest Wexford crowd we ever played in front of in Wexford Park anyway and probably for the duration of my career the biggest Wexford crowd we ever played in front of full stop so that's the one I'm, I'm going to go with.
1: So you mentioned the crowd for this game. It's Wexford against Offaly in a football game but one of the big things I presume is at the time the context of another Wexford Offaly game that took place uh, just before it in the Leinster Hurling final.
0: Very much so. Wexford had played... Um, Awfully, the previous week In the Leinster Hurling final And won obviously And I think I remember being at the game And I remember I think if I'm right We were supposed to play That qualifier that weekend But awfully, actually I think it was Nevin Coughlin Was playing dual at the stage At that stage And um, They actually conceded home advantage So the football could be played The following week So I think we were actually Supposed to play that qualifier In Tullamore um, Or at an away venue at least um, The previous week But we ended up getting home advantage But Obviously with the with the cup, with the, the Bob O'Keeffe Cup being brought to Exeter Park, that absolutely swelled the numbers and, you know, there was a huge crowd there that evening.
1: So there's obviously a really good I suppose feel good atmosphere around the county in terms of the GA going into this game. What sort of a situation were you at as Westford football as your near season? I mean, the league had gone, like you were competing at a very high level of the league, so you'd been exposed to kind of a lot of the top counties around the country that spring.
0: It was our first year kind of in, in Division 1B, I think it was at the time. You know, we retained our Division 1 status comfortably enough um, that year. So, you know, we'd had three games in Leinster that year, which was, I think, a first for, I think, most lads in that panel, if I'd say if not all. So... We'd beaten, uh, I think it was Loud, we'd beaten Kildare and then lost the Leinster semi-final to Westmead. So this was, we were back into the qualifiers and it wasn't something that Wexford football had done particularly well was competing in qualifiers. We kind of, you know, threw our hat at it in a lot of cases. We were out of Leinster and, you know, we'd kind of down tools Um, over the previous few years, definitely, uh, since the introduction of the qualifiers. But, um, you know, we knew there was going to be a big crowd in Wexford that evening. You know, we had a little bit of momentum from being in Division 1 and having gotten a couple of wins in Leinster and, you know, narrowly losing to to Westmead to get to the Leinster final. So, you know, we knew, I said, we knew it was a big crowd. It was a nice, lovely, bright, sunny evening in Wexford. And, you know, it was, a re- it was a really good atmosphere around. And, you know, the big crowd, absolutely, I think, spurred us on as well.
1: So you joined the Wexford panel at a time when it was the old traditional knockout system. And then you were kind of there at the changeover in football. But I kind of getting the impression that was it a bit of an adjustment for players to get used to, you know, the provincial thing was such a big deal for everyone. And, and even at this time, Leinster seems such an open championship, you know, in comparison to, I suppose, how much Dublin dominated. Now, it had been difficult for you as a group to kind of pick yourselves back up after previous provincial disappointments.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and said, yeah, look, we would have concentrated on Leinster an awful lot. So we were going from kind of a straight knockout to... Then I think it was 2001 was the introduction of the qualifiers and, you know, there was this something new that none of us were ever used to. So, like, we probably were at that stage putting all our eggs in the, in the one basket, which was Leinster. And look, we didn't, we didn't, definitely didn't buy properly into the qualifiers. Um, You know, I definitely hold my hands up and say that, you know, I probably could speak on behalf of the, of the, the a lot of the squad at that stage, but... um. You know, Pat Rowe was in charge of us that year, and Pat didn't want us going out on the back of two defeats, and um, he made that very clear. So, um, you know, looking back, we should have probably put more into the qualifiers in the in the pre in the preceding couple of years. But uh, I think from there on, they were taken fairly seriously. To be fair, and you know, it was a great route. It was that route that eventually got us to an Ireland semi final. So, you know, we probably should have been putting in a, in a bit more.
1: awfully entered the game on the back of a win over Kildare, so I guess their confidence was kind of high. Uh, was it a strange set of circumstances the fact that the game went back or were you thinking at the time you know this is good to, to give us the extra week and as you kind of mentioned I suppose you could all head to Dublin to, to support the hurlers the week before
0: I look at it, it was no harm from our point of view a lot of our, our qualifier defeats had came on the back of playing probably six days later um, which you know has proven over Year's of, the, of all the years of the qualifiers which is anything but ideal you're, you're going to, to play a qualifier six days later in the back of obviously having lost so you know that's not ideal so this gave us the extra week and you know, I remember standing up in the stand after Wexford had won the, the Leinster final on the Sunday evening we were heading home obviously myself and a couple of the other, the other players and we just said look at, there's, there's probably going to be a buzz around here and you know, this extra week is certainly not going to do us any harm plus look at we've got home advantage so you know that has to be worth something to us as well
1: what's it like in a county like wexford in terms of like the club scene seems very strong in terms of football and hurling there's a lot of kind of dual clubs like did you feel at times kind of maybe in the shadow of the hurlers uh maybe in the early parts of your career or how does it kind of work in terms of the i suppose the fans affections in the county
0: Ah, uh, look we definitely would have been and, and still are um there's no there's no two ways about that i don't think anyone would disagree with that um you know the early the early couple of years i would have played 99 2000 2001 along there i think People would hardly any any more than know that there was there was Wexford playing championship football, um, which was you know a big turnaround because they come from two thousand and four or five on where you know people really knew what was going on. You no, know, in fairness, the football people in Wexford were always hugely interested, in it's a small enough band of people, and probably still is. But you know they were really really into it. But I don't think there's any doubt. as said no one would disagree that the football always always has, and, and probably always will play a second fiddle to Dublin.
1: But this game now in, in that we're talking about, the 2004 qualifier, uh, I was looking at it, there was a 15-minute delay because of traffic problems and there was a crowd of over 9,000. You obviously have the Bob O'Keefe Cup there. so, And as you mentioned, the fact that it was on in Wexford Park, I mean, there must have been a real sense of occasion to it.
0: Yeah, we had heard. We were we were traveling early enough, obviously. We were meeting, I think it was in the Talbot Hotel, um, early enough that evening for food and whatever, pre-match meeting and that kind of thing, um, you know, whatever, whatever needed to be done. But even going into Wexford, you know, Probably two, two and a half hours before the game. You know, we were held up in traffic going across uh, Wexford Bridge, so we're saying, "Jesus, this is a bit strange." Or, you know, it's hardly match traffic at this time, or whatever. But it was only when we were in the changing room, probably went out to warm up and came back in that we were told, you know, we were going to be delayed fifteen minutes. So I can tell you, for a Wexford football team, this is definitely a first. Um, to might have been delayed before trying to get people in, um, not waiting for them to come in or whatever. So you know, it was, it was, um, it was a bit strange. It was the same for Offaly, um, obviously but um you know we knew there was a, a kind of dawn and fell as then how big of an occasion it was I was or how significant it was when when you know something like this was happening is that
1: unsettling for players you know you're all geared up to start and then you there's a delay or because of ye, because of the reason why it was being put back was there a bit of maybe extra buzz and maybe a bit of extra motivation heading into it
0: very possibly yeah um you know i remember only speaking very recently on a podcast um just a bit on on psychology. And I think if you're properly prepared, I think stuff like that doesn't really bother you. It's only when, you know, you're not 100% prepared, probably either individually or collectively, that stuff like that can can put you off. But no, look, I think, genuinely, I think you can remember there's, i seen a clip of it here only in the last year where the, the, strangely enough RT were actually in the dressing room before the game and like there was a great buzz in the dressing room Um, so like that's not something you see anymore you know pre-match where to be a camera in the dressing room but uh, you know the lads were a fairly light-hearted bunch so you know they took it in their stride fairly well
1: So the game ends Wexford. 214 awfully 15 points i mean you scored 210 out of the 214 uh, i'll read a line out to you from the irish independent on the monday when they give you the man of the match award and they say when you wear customized boots and bleached hair you have to prove you can also talk the talk and ford's boots spoke volumes he scored seven of his 210 total from play and with both feet
0: uh, um <laughs> <laughs> i suppose at that stage i had um I had a, a contract with Adidas um, as a good few other herders and footballers had at the time. So wearing wearing their boots was one of the things we had to do, which, look, it wasn't a big chore, to be fair. Um, but I think at the time they were silver. So, you know, I got plenty of stick over them. So, like, the line, in fairness, is probably fairly right. And then regarding the hair, I've got even more hardship over that. So my sister's a hairdresser, so I remember the week of the match she was kind of half practice and then she said she wanted to put highlights in my hair so I said look fair enough so she put them in but I had to rush off little did she know I was going to the gym and going to the pool after it where she only told me after that it was actually because of the chlorine in the pool there was a possibility my hair could have turned green so <laughs> I was just said my jizz if that had happened I was I was in serious trouble but look at thankfully it all went right because you know but the line is probably right enough if I hadn't scored or played well um you know I think the, probably the hair in the boots and this kind of stuff would have been brought up but look thankfully as to say all, all's well that ends well
1: so with the the attention from the the pack house from Exeter Park on, on the hair in the boots was it kind of key for you to get off to a good start and uh, hit the ground running
0: I would look at I was captain of Exeter that year so um you know I probably and I've said it before I probably trained harder that year than ever before um so look at it. just you're, you're just trying to set an example, you know, talk is supposed to say talk is cheap and you're trying to set an example. We'd lots of leaders in that team. I I just was lucky enough to be the captain because I think Kyle Nairn had put me in that position from winning the championship the previous year. So I was lucky to be selected as captain. You're just trying to, you know, as the action speak louder than words, and you're trying to lead by that kind of thing rather than rather than talking. And I had a really good national league that year. Um, scoring wise. So look at it, was just kind of trying to carry it on and Look, it definitely was one of those evens where everything you touch just turns to gold. It doesn't happen too often during your career, and certainly not scoring 2-10 uh, in a championship match doesn't happen too often. So, look, it was it was lovely when it did happen.
1: Because it wasn't a game where the team got off to a flying start, just looking at it. we were ahead uh, 8 points to 4, and they'd had a couple of goal chances. So, it seems that you kind of start to reel them in and that as the game progresses, you really get going
0: yeah we built definitely had to build into the game i remember like very early in play john cooper made a super save then he made another one um you know two outstanding saves probably have one of them go in we're in serious trouble you know or we won eight to four points down or to even two it it's a completely different game they're probably not coming back from that like and that was a really really good awfully team like they were they were only beaten narrowly by dublin two years later in the Leinster final and they had a lot of big men you know, kieran mcmanus and guys like that the Daly's and the and like they were they were a very very good team um but like we had we had we had a lot of good players obviously um, and no we had to, we had to work our way into the game and you know I think it was only a point or two in it at half time and like there was nothing in it probably you know with with 8 10 minutes to go that game was still there for the take and I think our second goal probably finished it off a little bit alright
1: talk to me about the goals cuz in a game where you know offie scored 15 points he scored 14 the goals seemed like that they really were key uh, moments in the match what do you remember of them
0: yeah, there were. Um, and like as I say, in, in tight games, I suppose goals, goals win games, and both of them were very, very similar. I think in in the, in the way they were created. The first one, um, I think I put maybe puts as point up It's just literally a ball. Darren Brown was out under the stand side down the, the town end of Wexford and just you know balloons it up in the air. It's very much fifty fifty. I think it's Barry Kelly who's in goal for Offley and goals for kind of misjudges it, um, and I get in behind him and punch it into the goal, and then Carl Daly punches me for doing it uh, fairly fairly hard. So he does. And the second one actually is quite similar where I think it's David He puts the ball across the goal that I challenged Paddy Kelly for and I, the, the ball literally breaks right in front of me four yards out and he's on the ground beside me just literally kicking into an empty net. So look at the, the ball could have went to a hundred other places, um, but that, that was probably the difference in winning and losing the game was, was getting those two bits of luck.
1: You talk about that the game just ran well for you um, in the fact that you scored two ten, but it must have been a factor how well you've been playing all year. Um, you might talk to us maybe about your form that year, particularly the league. And I know there's one other special game that kind of stands out in a lot of people's memories that you played that year when you scored four goals above in chum against Galway, um, in in a famous win for goal or for Wexford at that time that spring. So I mean, you, you were probably building to this moment. It maybe felt
0: maybe so. Um, as I said, I was I was captain um, of Wexford that year, so I actually missed the first game, uh, the first league game away to um, Armagh, which we lost by a point, I think, or two. So. So you know, I really wanted to, I suppose, make up for it when I did get back playing. So we played, I ended up playing six, six National League games that year. I think I scored 836 in the six, six games, obviously including the four or five up in, in Galway that year. So look at I was, I was, um, I was playing well. The team was playing well, more importantly. Um, and then, in our three games in Leinster, it scored eight points in each of the three games as well. So I don't, I wouldn't say that it was coming like, you know, the two, as I said, the two goals, there's absolutely a, a good, a good portion of luck, but, um, you know, you still have to put yourself in the position to score. Um, but, um, you know, I think I took 14 shots on the night. I think 12 of them, 12 of them ended up in score. So I said it doesn't happen every day or, or every every season even. So when you do, you, you, you grasp it with both hands.
1: I know you're saying maybe there's an element of fortune to the goals, but I mean, like your point kicking really must have gone up a notch this year, given the amount that you scored in the league. And I mean, you actually finished top scorer in the championship, which is probably quite unusual for a player that didn't, Get to you know the all in semi final final stage that they finished the top of the charts.
0: Yeah, we actually lost the following week. The following Saturday evening, we we were put out by Derry, who are something of a bogey team for us for for the duration of my time. And I think this to, to continue to be still, um, so to be to go out that early, like probably I'd say it's probably the earliest anyone does. Everyone doubt has won has won the championship. But yeah, look, I I think it was three. I think it was three forty one or something like that. He scored um, in the in the championship in five games. So look, I was going to give you give give me a give me a shot, but um you know, I never thought it was going to end up with me being the top scorer in the championship or, or winning an All Star that year. But look, it was it was one of those years you get on a roll, and uh, you know you, you kind of can't stop scoring. As I said it doesn't happen; it didn't happen every year, um, so it was nice when it did.
1: Those accolades, I mean, just to, to look at the all-star one, would you have kind of felt, oh, look, I'm, I've gone out of the championship too early, I'm not really in the running for something like this, or, I don't know, do, do you watch it as the championship progresses and think maybe I'm still in with a shout here?
0: No, look, genuinely, um, when we went out, you know, as you said, you have to be getting, your, in 2008, we we won the National League, we won Division 3 of the league, we're beaten in a Leinster final, we're in an Ireland semi-final, and we get no all-star. Um, we have four or five guys nominated and don't get one. I know that's obviously happened after that so look at i wasn't really genuinely wasn't expecting to get one um don't haven't gone out i think it was in round four the qualifiers so you're not really expecting to pick up anything at that stage look it was just it had been a good year personally but you know i'd, I'd rather have went a couple of rounds deeper into the into the qualifiers
1: but it must have been a huge honor and a huge buzz to get it i mean i've chatted to Declan brown before who'd be obviously a, a contemporary of yours and you know he was saying the Dublins and the Kerrys, obviously these awards come along the whole time, but he viewed it as, you know, almost recognition for all the people that had helped him and all the people that were putting a lot of effort into Tipperary football at a time when it wasn't very fashionable. And what you are saying about Wexford football's place in the county, there's kind of similarities you could draw there.
0: A hundred percent. I know Declan and played with him and know him well, and it's, it's looked it's exactly the same. It did, like, it, it was, there was a great buzz about it. Like, I obviously delighted myself um, but just it was nice for the club um, who obviously put me in, in that position but you know I think it was recognition for the Wexford footballers as well of you know it's only a few couple of, a few years previous we were probably in the bottom handful half handful of, of teams in the country where now you know we're competing continue, uh, every year in Leinster with Dublin with Kildare with Mead um, and you know I think it was a nice bit of recognition for them as well but um no, look personally sure look at it's it's it's, it's a fantastic honor
1: the game itself, as well, just to bring you back to it, the, like the setting, the fact that it was at home. I mean, we've seen over the last couple of years, maybe when the hurling championship system has changed and the home and away thing has been there, like that the the place can really come alive in Wexford Park when the, the county team is going well uh, in a way that, you know, maybe games can get a little bit lost in Crow Park. So it must have been lovely that on the night when you do score two ten in a qualifier, it's in front of your home people.
0: Yeah, look at it's nice that there is a crowd there. To be fair, absolutely, um, and to do it all, I'm like, lo- I absolutely love playing for Wexford and love playing in Wexford Park. Um, and I remember that even like in the second half, you know, it was that it was we were under pressure for a lot of that first half of that game, and but when we kind of when we eventually got on top and wore them down, like the atmosphere in Wexford Park that evening, and after the match, and later on that night, and you know, around Wexford even for for a good while after it, the atmosphere and you know probably gave probably gave Wexford football a bit of a shot in the arm and a shot in the right direction too, and. Maybe people within Wexford actually start sitting up and, and taking notice. But it was it was you know it was definitely in Wexford Park it was kind of a one-off occasion that we had an atmosphere like that.
1: I know you say you lost out the the following week to Derry uh, in the qualifiers after this game, but it definitely seems like the launchpad is something because the following year you get all the way to the Division One League final, and then it's the start of you know I suppose Wexford kind of coming into the national consciousness a bit, and you you kind of mentioned that uh, two thousand and eight season so. I guess the point you had made earlier in the conversation saying that maybe sometimes you didn't take the qualifiers as seriously you definitely seem to have kind of managed to to tackle that problem uh, as your career progressed
0: yeah look what we did and in fairness to the likes of Pat Rowe the likes of Jason Ryan and Paul Beal like you know they weren't allowing us just to go out on a whim after losing maybe um you know losing on a Sunday um in Leinster and then you're maybe like we had a a horrible run where we were headed to Clonus, I think three years in a row for qualifiers against Monaghan and Fermanagh. Um, and that's you know, a lot of tough places to go anytime, but the week after losing is, is not ideal. But I think 2008 was actually the first time, or sorry, 2004 was the first time we actually got two weeks between games. And I th- I'm pretty sure it's the first time we actually managed to win a qualifier. So, you know, there is something in it where that extra week, um, you know, you get feeling sorry for yourself out of your system and really put the shoulder back to the wheel. And that's what the likes of those guys I mentioned. Um, didn't allow us to do and 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 drove us on to actually trying to make a bit of progress in the qualifiers and that's where 2008 came from
1: yeah it certainly drove you on this game where you scored 210 against Offaly. we've been talking about it today on the 42's life changing moments podcast series with upmc the official healthcare partner of the gpa and gaa maddie ford thanks very much for talking to us